Shut up and sit down. It's our weekly hockey podcast with Brian Metzer of the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Metz, you can hear him on all Penguins broadcasts. Make sure you're listening to 105.9 The X uh, for all the games moving forward to the regular season and potentially the playoffs if the Penguins can get there. Metz can be heard during intermissions as well as post games and Pens Live Weekly. Metz, is it possible that that's the only place people will be able to get penguins games in the future. What's happening on the TV end? what the hell is going on there? I didn't even know we had TV in Pittsburgh, Tim. I thought we just had the radio <laughs> broadcast. No, you're, I don't know. Um, everything I've heard about it is that we'll be able to see the games for, I guess, baseball and hockey. They're acting like there, there are plans in place to keep it on the air through the penguin season anyway. Um, I, and we'll see what happens from there. I think this is a perfect opportunity for the uh, Fenway people to come in and say, Hey, we're bringing Nesson to Pittsburgh and have them make a deal with the Penguins and Pirates. But I haven't heard anything to that effect. That's just my own, you know, rampant speculation. So uh, it came out of nowhere over the last two weeks. And here we are. It's going to be looking like we don't have a regional sports network in Pittsburgh anymore. I thought about the Nesson thing too. I talked about that on my podcast that I do with Rob Owen, our TV talk podcast. And it's ironic, isn't it? Because wasn't that the genesis of the conversation that lasted for a hot minute about Mario and Burkle trying to buy the pirates, that their goal was to start a regional sports network like that? Yeah, I think that because I just heard that mentioned again too. And once their bid to maybe purchase the pirates didn't work out, they were still interested in doing a TV network with the pirates. And apparently you'll be shocked to hear Bob nutting through a wet blanket on that idea and wasn't interested in doing it with them. So that's why they never got that off the ground, but it makes total sense. You had them on the same station here in the city. Why not do it and come up with some way to generate your own revenue from a TV broadcast, which knowing the penguins now and knowing the fact that they have people like Leo McCafferty involved and, and some others that do such a great job with penguins TV, would you be blown away to hear that at some point the Penguins are going to start to produce their own broadcast in some way or fashion? I, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. No, I wouldn't. I, one thing I do wonder about the whole Nesson thing, though, Mets, is, is is that a conflict of interest because the Pirates and the Red Sox? I would think it would be worked out contractually i mean like that, if they yeah. did their own separate network with just the pirates and the penguins i don't think it would be but if if they join the one that the red Sox are on you would certainly then have to include that team management which i mean they're the same ownership group so why couldn't yeah. they yeah they wouldn't own the pirates but what they would do is have to find a way to coordinate tv revenue with the Pirates, which I'm sure would be a much smaller piece of the pie just in general than they would get for the Boston uh, Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, like all of a sudden when we talk about revenue sharing dollars, are the Pirates getting Red Sox revenue sharing dollars <laughs> or are they, are they paying? Like, yeah, how, how the would hell would funny. that work? Yeah, I don't know. That that probably puts a wrench in the plan a little bit, but there's no reason that Nesson couldn't say, all right, there's a regional Nesson in Pittsburgh now with the Penguins and Pirates, and then you have Nesson in Boston. Um, that does the Bruins and the, cause I think the Bruins are on Nesson, are they not? Yeah, they are. So yeah. it'd be the same kind of thing. I, it just gets muddied up with the fact that the Penguins ownership group would also be involved in reaping the benefit from another baseball team, uh, that they own. 
and and the pirates would probably have problem with that which is why they probably wouldn't want to join us and so forget we even mentioned it listeners because it probably won't happen but i i do feel like it's it's maybe we should just pass a hat tim and uh get a group of our our friends a, a collective and we'll start a tv network here in pittsburgh well will it matter for the playoffs at all mets will the penguins be a part of the playoffs um, as of our recording, they will be, they jump back in, uh, with a, by a one point margin right now, which is funny because I think this is going to be the stretch drive for the team. We're going to be watching it daily because at the start of their game yesterday, Tim, they were out of the playoffs and by the end of it, they were back in and by tonight they could be back out. It just all depends. Cause you got Detroit, just two, uh, three points behind them. Buffalo one point behind them. Florida is two points or three points behind them, as are the Washington Capitals. So it's going to be a four or five team race leapfrogging each other on a near daily basis because the Islanders also just have 69. So the Penguins could feasibly leap over them and, and it will be Islanders, Penguins, Buffalo, Detroit and Florida all jockeying for these positions. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network with us right now here on Breakfast with Ben's. What have they done so much better in these last two games against St. Louis and Tampa that they weren't doing during the four-game losing streak? Um, I will say that the Blues game I almost like better than yesterday, only because they were not just get, they just weren't getting rewarded for their chances. I thought they played a, a tighter, more solid hockey game. The Lightning actually outscoring chance the Penguins in the game last night. Wow. And if it wasn't, you know, for the four minutes and 27 seconds where they scored five goals, the fastest, the second fastest five goals in franchise history, by the way, because they managed to score five in 207 back in 1974. Uh, but if not for that, which of course, you know, it was there. So it, it did the job. I, I don't know that they were in a great position to win the game. I mean, they had moments where they looked bad last night, but I think, both of those games were secondary scoring became uh, prevalent. You got two, two goals from defensemen, which is something they haven't gotten all year. That that's been a bugaboo for them. Their blue line's just not been productive. The Jeff Carter scoring, the fact that you've got a Teddy Bluger goal is first in 33. I mean, all those things kind of coalesce to help the Penguins look better than they were in the four previous games. And I also should mention having Jan Ruta back, went a long way towards making their entire blue line look better than it had been. And maybe it's a simple matter of just saying, Hey, this is the closest to full health they've been in a while. They're only missing Ryan Paling now. And, and so between health, some secondary scoring, they look like a different team. And also they got two decent goaltending performances. So that those three things really coalesce to help them look far better than they had probably since December and the cap breath to allow Ruta to play too. Yeah. And uh, I saw some jokes on Twitter. People were just going nuts about the fact was Casper Kapanen simply the problem. Well, <laughs> well, his you cap know, dollars were, <laughs> yeah, his cap dollars certainly were. And uh, his, his KAP dollars, um, <laughs> the, the fact that he was out allowed Danton Heinen to come back in. And I thought, I think Heinen's looked, decent in those two games he had some good scoring opportunities and hopefully he can get himself going again offensively because he is a streaky player and if he can start scoring a couple goals that will go a long way but yeah getting Ruta back in getting the cap cleared up to get Ruta back in and along with the other things I mentioned I think made a big difference again Brian Metzer Pittsburgh Penguins radio network with us as we get set for the Penguins approaching the trade deadline to that end Brian after what we just have seen here 
What does this mean for the approach of Ron Hextall and what the Pens do as far as being buyers or sellers of the deadline? Well, I think what's disappointing is a lot of people that you would have liked to have seen the Penguins be involved with are flying off the off the board now. I mean, you have, you know, Barbashev from St. Louis was yeah. somebody that they were apparently interested in. He's gone. Uh, Tanner Janot is somebody that I think that people in Pittsburgh have started to covet based on the fact that he could be uh, a good bottom six player for any team that he's on. And he's under team control. He's an RFA after this year, he's making only 800,000 and Nashville um, received a King's ransom from the lightning for him in the midst of them playing the penguins last night. So yep. uh, Timo Meyer went Jacob Chikrin's obviously the biggest name left in the pond. And um, there are some other names available, but I, I just think that Ron Hextall has got to start getting moving on whatever the plan is. Um, there's speculation running wild that potentially, you know, your, your captain, maybe your coach isn't necessarily thrilled with no action this entire season with fixing the lineup or getting any help in. And I think they probably deserve a little bit of help now, you know, bring a body or two in if you can to kind of bolster them to make a jump into a playoff spot or to solidify a playoff spot. But I'm not certain based on Ron Hextall's action the past two seasons, Tim, that we're going to see anything before Friday. Um, he waited to the last minute to get Ricard Raquel last year. Jeff Carter came in a late night deal just ahead of the trade deadline the next day. I believe it was uh, we were getting off of Penguins post game, ending the broadcast as the Carter news broke that that year. So I, I just think it's interesting that he's been so quiet. I know he doesn't talk a lot and he, he doesn't really come out and say this is the plan. He alluded to the fact when he did speak on Friday, though, that he was looking to make the roster better. So take that as you will. And, and I'll assume that that means he's going to try and make a move or two, but again, the cap comes into play. He doesn't have a ton of money. I think they have about $400,000 at their disposal now, which allows them to consider a contract just over a million dollars at the deadline. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind, unless it is a hockey deal that sends players out in exchange for other players. If they sent somebody out to create the space to get Chikrin for one first round draft choice, I'd be okay with that, but not two like we were hearing before. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I mean, I think he's, Cause he's a future asset and he's Correct. young. And you know, um, if you could figure out a way to extend him after this year, cause you could talk about extending him going into next year, then I'd be down with it. That's the key, Tim. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, you can have long-term. I mean, he's still signed for a couple years he um, is only making 4.6. He's only 24 years old. So that's all really good stuff. And you could potentially keep him here as a member of your core through the Sid and Gino and Latang years. He steps right in as a, as a partner to Chris Latang to offset Brian Dumoulin. And if you didn't lose Dumoulin in the trade to acquire him, I mean, he'll be gone off the books next year anyway, but that would still make your defense, I think, better to even play Dumo down the, the lineup this season. So it, it makes sense as a future and a current type move. But all that said, you still have to get some parts moving here. Cause as, as I pointed to four seventy four six is what they have in terms of available cap space that allows a, um, a, a actually it went up a little bit from where I thought they can bring in a, a contract at 2.09. So like they could fit a $2 million contract in essentially at this point. So you'd still have to move other pieces to, even fit Chikrin's money this year, assuming Arizona wouldn't hold any of it. 
Uh, I keep looking, and this is terrible to say because it would probably hurt people. He just signed to stay here. I keep looking at Brian Rust as a piece that could potentially be dangled in a trade. Teddy Bluger comes to mind as a guy that could probably be dangled in a trade. Both uh, Bluger makes 2.2 right now, and Brian Rust is making 5.125 all the way through 27-28. And already this year, I'm hearing people commenting that he's not living up to that. I don't think he's going to live up to it in the future years. So that might be a contract that you could find some way to put in a trade conversation. But uh, it, they're in a tough spot here because you you know that they want to help this lineup. But that said, their hands are still a little bit cuffed with this salary cap situation. They do have a lot more flexibility, though, today than they had a week ago at this time. I really wish that those wins that they put together these last two games could have come in the divisional games. It feels like those were so much more than what the games against the Lightning and St. Louis were worth. They were. They're in division. And look at the Islanders. Uh, and just look at their own situation, Mets. I don't want them overpaying at the deadline just to get a seventh or eighth spot so they can get whacked by Boston or Carolina. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's that's the reward for sneaking in. Because I don't see them being able to make a run at the top three teams. I mean, sitting here today, the Penguins are 10 points away from the Rangers, who are currently in the third spot. And I know they have uh, a game in hand on them, but still, I, I mean, it's tough to make up 10 points at this time of the season. Now, there are, we should mention, three games looming against the Rangers. They play them three times in the span of a week in March. So that's something to consider. They play them on the 12th. Yeah, the then, 12th, the 16th, and the 18th, three times in four nights. I've never seen anything like it. No, it's, it's crazy. And then you don't often see them play in one city in back-to-back right. games. Back-to-back back road games on the 16th and the 18th. That's just nuts. No, it's it's so odd. It's it's. I know they did well, it. Part pandemic. of that is because they got the NCAA tournament coming into town. Yeah, they, after, like, they have the, to work around that, right? So Yeah. But for me, that that's where you can make up some games against them. I mean, if you beat them three times, certainly the 10 points isn't insurmountable. But I, I just think where the Penguins are right now, <clears throat> and based on the prices that we're seeing too, Tim, it, it's not worth selling the whole hog to to go out and make a huge splash. I mean, if Tanner Janot is able to get you a prospect defenseman and five draft picks, including a first rounder in that mix, that was kind of crazy to me. I know he's a talented guy, but he's a bottom six player, even even though he has room to grow. I thought that was a king's ransom for Nashville to, to get. Um, a ton of assets went in the Timo Meyer deal. And then other than that, even, even Barbashev, when the Penguins were rumored to be able to do that, they probably didn't have a prospect to the level of Zach Dean, who uh, was who was shipped the other way in that one. Zach Dean was the 30th overall pick in 2021. So that was a first round type player going the other direction. So I don't know that the Penguins have assets enough to kind of get into these, to these um, negotiations. I mean, teams are, are paying Kings ransoms for these big fish in the trade uh, pool this year. So to your point, I don't want to see them pay those kind of prices unless they're really getting a player that they know they can have here for a while too. I certainly wouldn't do it for a rental to just have another potential first round loss against one of those two juggernaut teams. Mets appreciate it. What can we expect from the Panther or the uh, Predators, by the way? Uh, you know, what's interesting with them is David Poyle is going to be retiring after this year. And I just realized I missed this in the news announcement. Barry Trotz is taking over as general manager. So uh, the, the former coach um, is getting involved in that. So I was shocked to see it. I wasn't sure that uh, he was something that he was even interested in that. But that being the case, the Predators have won three in a row. 
Uh, I know they made a couple of changes here lately, moved out a couple players, but I still think it's a team that always plays tough against the Penguins. They're on the uh, hunt for a wild card in their situation. They're six points out at the, at the moment, but they have a couple games in hand on the Seattle Kraken. So I think it'll be a tough game, especially, especially going into Smashville as they like to call themselves. And the Penguins do have that Stanley cup win to, to hang their hat on, but the predators play them pretty tough. So I, I think it's not going to be a pushover game by any means. And the schedule's not getting any easier for the Penguins in general, Tim, because the lightning loom large again, then you have the big game against Florida next Saturday. So uh, this week's going to be tough leading into the trade deadline with the Nashville and Tampa Bay games. Mets, thanks a bunch. We look forward to the X broadcasts on UPN and the simulcast. Maybe they'll do like that cartoon network thing that they're doing for the Rangers and Caps and just have you guys as uh, Playmobil guys or Lego guys or something like that. Let's do it. You know what? We could probably get a Zoom feed. I'll just hold like my phone up from the press box and film the action that way. And you can stream that wherever you can get into our zoom meeting and watch the penguins. Well, if they could get into our zoom meeting easier than I got into our zoom meeting today, God bless them. That, that would be fine <laughs> by me. I can't even get zoom to work anymore. All right, Mets. I appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Take care, my friend. Always good to catch up. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh penguins radio network.